Hey, it's Jordan. Delighted to be joined by uh, State Senator, former State Senator Nina Turner, co-chair of the Bernie Sanders campaign. Uh, has been going all over the country, so appreciate you taking a couple minutes. Uh, I want to start. You were uh, an OG in 2016. We are now uh, seven days from Iowa. Can you kind of talk about what you're seeing that is the key differences? We obviously know the polling is looking good right now. But besides the polling, uh, what's the dif- what's the energy difference compared to 2016 now? Well, thanks for having me, Jordan. Uh, it's electric. The synergy is very strong. We know that the senator kept his revolution, if you will, moving. He didn't stop after the primary of 2016. He continued to build a multicultural, multiracial, multigenerational movement. And the confluence of that, the work, the seed, that was planted and cultivated, we see we are reaping the benefits of that in this 2020 election. There is no excitement on the ground for any other candidate in the same concentrated, deep manner as it is for Senator Sanders. And it's all over. I mean, Jordan, I was just in North Carolina. I was in Durham, Greensboro, Charlotte. I mean, it was phenomenal. And of course, the senator was not there. It's me. And we had crowds on Friday night, Saturday night, hundreds of people coming out all over that state to talk about their hopes, their dreams, their fears, and why they believe that Senator Bernie Sanders' vision and mission, being on task all of these years, will help to change the material conditions for them, their families, their community, their state, this nation, and the world. Uh, I assume you're very busy, so I'll just you know read the yeah. fr- read the read the quick headlines. Uh, New York Times: Bernie Sanders and his internet army talking about mean Bernie Sanders supporters this morning. Uh, you have the Politico: They let him get away with murder. Dems tormented over how to stop Bernie. That's just two. I, I know there's more coming in the next uh, 72 uh, hours. Uh, what is the campaign thinking in terms of obviously? He's now, according to at least three or four polls in Iowa and New Hampshire, looking more like a front runner. Are you expecting the attacks, even if the attacks come out and, quote, you know, these outlets start, quote unquote, oh, we've unearthed new video uh, fed to us by Joe Biden's campaign. Right. Uh, Is the campaign uh, planning on, you know, responding to these attacks or just laser focused on organizing, phone banking, all those things? Sure, we're going to stay laser focused. I mean, we are willing to go head to head with anybody on the issues. But all of this other nonsense is just foolishness and it is a distraction. So what we are encouraging both ourselves and also the volunteers out there is to keep their eyes on the prize and do not get distracted. This is the way that we're going to win. This is a ground game. This is in the streets. This is not from the castle view. This is from the street view. So, of course, those in the castle are going to try to malign the senator. See, they can't touch him on the issues. So they're going to bring up other foolishness. You know, other candidates have supporters who do some very vile things. As you know, Jordan, you have seen them. You have witnessed them. I mean, the way they come after people like me and Bree Joy and others on this campaign, the senator, you know, his his wife, his family, you know, but nobody's bringing that up. They always want to throw dirt at the senator on that. Listen, it's the same tactic that was used against then Senator Barack Obama in 2008. They then they were called the Obama boys. Now they're called the Bernie bros. But I got a news flash for these folks. Most of the donations that the senator is getting into this campaign is coming from women, 
aka the Bernie Bros, the number one profession that's donating to this campaign, teachers. We know that women dominate the profession of teachers. Hello, Bernie Bros. I mean, it is absolutely nonsense. And every time a supporter of Senator Sanders comes with the facts, and they do it sometimes in a very fierce way, people want to complain. The senator continues to encourage, as do I. Hard on the issues, soft on people. We're going to keep this a fact-based, driven campaign. Keep our eye on the prize, not allow them to try to get us off course, Jordan. And that's how we're going to win. The reason why the senator is polling high in places like Iowa, New Hampshire, even the national polls show him polling very high is because of his authenticity. People trust him, his courage, his conviction. Even people, Jordan, as you have seen, and you interview people all over this country who may not necessarily agree with every single issue that the senator puts forward, he continues to poll at his favorability ratings very high, the most liked senator in the United States Senate. So come on, they can try to throw this stuff, but it's not going to stick. I want to ask you about uh, Joe Biden specifically. I'm not saying he's at the Trump level uh, of lies, but he also does seem to lie kind of with ease. Uh, there was an interview at a, a Vice uh, Iowa Black and Brown forum, just casually said, I never called to freeze Social Security. Uh, the interviewer actually challenged him, credit to her. And then he kind of got into a twisted pretzel explaining that it was under Reagan, it was to save Social Security. But, you know, you always talk about the receipts. You got receipts of him trying to do it with President Obama. Uh, Bernie Sanders in front of the White House fighting this. That's right. Um, Saying that this cannot happen on uh, our watch, that it is wrong. It's the same way that he filibustered for eight and a half hours against the extension of the Bush tax cuts in 2010. Yes, we do have the receipts. So it's one thing to stand up and say, you know what, I was wrong. Let me rethink my position. I did do those things. It's another thing to just lie about having done those things. And the the people are not stupid. They they get it. And what they're looking for is not necessarily perfect. No politician, no human being is perfect, but they do deserve honesty and they do deserve integrity. And it is very clear, roll the tape, hashtag receipts, that Vice President Joe Biden partnered with the GOP to cut Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. He is on recording saying, I tried to do all of those things, not once, not twice, not three times, you know, just bragging about doing those things. And we know that that hurts people. And if I can, if I may give you by way of example, let's just use the African-American community, for example, Jordan, if I might, if I may, we know that for three fourths of the recipients of social security in the African-American community, that makes up almost 50% of their income. When you talk about raising the, the age, it impacts the African-American community, African-American men specifically, because African-American men die at higher rates than anybody else. So if anybody is talking about, one, cutting Social Security, and then two, uh, talking about uh, raising the, the age, that hurts the African-American community, Black men in particular. And oh, by the way, if you are a worker in this country from any racial identity, that you are out there working with your body, that hard work that you have to do every single day, be it construction, carpentry, etc. Raising the age on Social Security does not help you. If you wear a suit every day to work, 
it might not harm you as much. But if you are somebody that is working with your body on a regular basis, raising the, the, the age uh, on Social Security is harmful to you and to your family. Vice President Joe Biden must own up to that. I want to ask you, uh, you see with uh, the DNC right now, I know your focus is on Iowa, but a lot of Bernie uh, supporters and progressives are very worried. They just announced uh, their committees for the DNC convention. And frankly, I mean, it's a it's a Hall of Fame list of lobbyists, Wall Street, Wall Street consultants. You got John Podesta, uh, Barney Frank, a lot of people that are no that are on the record publicly that they think Bernie Sanders is you know a threat to humanity basically. Um, obviously, you got to focus on Iowa, but uh, so far the campaign has been publicly uh, felt that there were some reforms made by the DNC that were good. But, I was on that committee, George. You but, know, but this does not look like uh, an even playing field. I don't see many uh, progressive-minded people on that committee, and if if we're getting ahead of ourselves, but if it's, you know, Bernie has the most pledged delegates, but not the actual number to clinch it. Uh, these people don't look like they are arbiters of a fair process. No, I mean, it's very disappointing to see Chairman Perez build a list of this magnitude. It also shows a lack of understanding about what the grassroots asked for post the 2016 election. It is an embarrassment the DNC should be ashamed of itself because it really is a slap in the face to folks who are, were asking for reform. And let me just say this, that if the DNC believes that it is going to get away in 2020 with what it did in 2016, it has another thing coming. And it also hurts the Democratic Party itself, a party that should be big tent, a party that should be bringing in new people, i.e. young people, i.e. independents. In order to do that, you have to show that you've learned lessons. In order to do that, you have to be transparent. In order to do that, you have to pull different voices in. And this list that was just released shows very clearly that their arrogance is going to be their downfall. Um, I want to, you know, it's talking about independence and these numbers. There's a quote from President Trump that I think is the ball game. And of course, the punditariat, you've been on CNN with these brilliant folks, uh, totally misses this. Uh, President Trump at a recent rally, quote, for decades, career politicians promised to defend the workers of Ohio, and then they went to Washington and voted for the same globalist policies that devastated your communities and shipped away your jobs. The Democrat politicians we are fighting today are the same ones who took a sledgehammer to Ohio jobs and factories and destroyed your factories and destroyed your jobs. They are losing and we are winning. You know exactly what that is uh, coming from Ohio. But to me, this is why he won those states. It wasn't Putin. It was trade. It was NAFTA. And he's going to use. Isn't it true that if it's Biden, uh, if it's Pete or any of these people or Warren, who just voted for this NAFTA 2.0, he's going to use the same exact playbook on. It's not like they suddenly four years later don't care that their jobs are still being offshored. Isn't this the this isn't this the electability game right here? It is. I mean, President Trump, then Mr. Trump in 2016, he played faux populism like a fiddle. And he was able to win over voters in states like mine, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. And as you know, Senator Bernard Sanders won Wisconsin and he won Michigan and he would have won all of those other 
states in the Midwest in 2016 if it was him going head to head with President Trump. Why? Because he stood strong for the working class of all backgrounds in this country his entire career. He did not vote for those trade deals. So when it's him going head to head with uh, President Trump, he cannot say those same things about Senator Bernie Sanders. So absolutely, he's still going to do that. And you know what, George? He won 80 out of 88 counties in my state, the same state that voted for President Obama twice in 2008 and also in 2012, Obama, Obama, Trump voters. Yes, my state is a prime example of what happens when you neglect to speak to the needs of the working class people of this nation. Yes, they're still hurting. I mean, I had students in my college classes whose parents were hurt by those trade deals, those very students understood and talked about how they didn't appreciate what the Democratic Party did to them because they watched their parents suffer and by extension, they suffer too. So yes, the hurt is real. And when you lose your economic viability as a worker in this nation, sometimes it takes a very long time to rebound. You never forget that kind of stuff. So if President Trump is able to play on those fears by an indictment on Democrats and then is able to go up against somebody that stood for those trade deals that hurt so many working class families, that is a pathway to disaster. If we really want to defeat President Trump, the person to do that is the real progressive in this race. The man who has been consistent, a consistent champion for workers, who has been on the front lines with those workers, not just when he started running for president, but yeah, let's roll some tapes on that one. Whether it was the march on Kenton, Mississippi in 2017, standing with Verizon workers, Marriott workers, the fight for 15 with SEIU and others, and on and on and on, George. I mean, you remember even last year, Walmart workers, they had about 100 Democrats who were running for president to choose from, but who did they select to go to the stakeholder meeting? on their behalf. They selected Senator Bernard Sanders. They did that for a reason. Why is it that so many workers in this country are giving their hard-earned dollars, donating those dollars to this campaign, whether it's teachers as a profession or workers at Walmart, workers at Amazon, workers at Target, workers at the United States Postal Service? They are a symbol for all, they are standing in for all other workers in this country and saying loudly and clearly with their money who they believe is the real champion and who is willing to put it all on the line as he has been doing for decades for material change, changing the material conditions in their lives. That's Senator Bernie Sanders, Jordan. So yeah, the neoliberals and the establishment, they're going to keep fighting against him. You know, Wall Street, because they know Senator Sanders, he said, I'm coming for your greed. Pharmaceutical industry, I'm coming for your greed. Fossil fuel industry, I'm coming for your greed. They're going to try to protect the status quo. And that is why we need people to continue to knock on doors and make phone calls in Iowa. Those polls are great. But what is going to win this race is what we do in the streets. And the ultimate poll is what happens on Election Day. Two more questions. You know, I read the New York Times endorsement of Amy, Senator Klobuchar, Senator Warren, a couple other endorsements. And there seems to me to be this misunderstanding of, of politics because they think what Senator Sanders is describing is unrealistic, pie in the sky, all these things. But you're an organizer and you are one hell of a student of history. Um, no change, real change, has come through mealy-mouthed compromise. 
You know, Martin Luther King wasn't a mealy mouth compromiser. He brought people to the streets. Same thing with the women's movement and many other movements. Uh, The New York Times talks about the radicals versus the realists, and we want to blend them both. But uh, for, you know, a planet on fire, for a a record income inequality, water contamination, uh, unprecedented uh, barbaric police brutality, um, it doesn't seem to me like the first thing for a winning strategy is to go try to compromise with Mitch McConnell. Uh, What do you say to those independents, maybe some Republicans that have been kind of conditioned to think this is just how it is? This is just, you know, this is Washington. You got to first try, you know, offer 50 percent of your position. Uh, What does the Bernie Sanders campaign say that your position is actually the realist position? Yeah, that the status quo does not work. Millions of people in this country are suffering because of the status quo. That same status quo that says that we cannot have universal health care. Meanwhile, 89 million people in this country are either underinsured or uninsured. And those of us who are blessed to have a job where our health insurance is tied to that job risk every single year that our employer may change that plan. Health care costs going up every single year. No guarantee. Just ask the UAW, just ask the, the, the workers, the UAW workers when they went on strike, what happened to them and how GMC threatened to take away their health care. We're all we, we, we all can fall, fall prey to that. So the status quo does not work. So why can't we have Medicare for all like every other industrialized nation in this world? You know, President Trump, by way of example, gave a $1.6 trillion tax break to the wealthiest people in this country. So when Senator Sanders on the other side of that ledger says, let's cancel student debt. Hmm. How much does it cost to cancel student debt? just about $1.6 trillion. Are we gonna continue to give away our tax dollars to the wealthiest people and corporations in this country? Or are we going to put a down payment on Main Street in this country? That is our message. And you know what? Whether you're independent, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, what we all can relate to if we are among the working class is that this system is rigged and that you and your family, your community, you deserve better than what you have been getting. And it's not a matter of resources. We are the wealthiest nation on the face of the earth. We are a hegemon nation. It is a matter of will. And so we have people in Washington on both sides, Democrat and Republicans, who have convinced the working class people in this country that they don't deserve better. Well, guess what you do? We deserve a planet that is safe. You deserve clean water, clean food, clean air. And so why not rock with the person who has the intestinal fortitude to call out corruption, to call out a rigged system, and also has the record of consistency, courage, boldness, and commitment to the working class people of this nation. And that is that is Senator Bernie Sanders. So Jordan, I would say to them that they deserve better than what they are getting. Don't let the Washington uh, establishment fool you that we don't have the resources to do these things. And that now is the time for that type of bold leadership that can bring this country back together and give the working class people of this nation of all backgrounds what they have deserved for a very long time. Last question. Uh, it's not talked about on the campaign trail that much, or it's definitely not in the media. Uh, we're going on six years now. Flint does not have clean water. Uh, Cleveland, I was actually the only reporter at a press conference last year. Uh, 90 kids in a month had high lead levels. Uh, you have uh, you know, toxic pollution all over the country. Trump is repealing clean water, clean air provisions uh, that 
honestly weren't even enough, but at least President Obama put them in. You have President Trump uh, seizing public lands, trying to drill through Native American reservations. I mean, you have a real public health crisis and predominantly affecting uh, black, brown, indigenous people. Uh, I, don't, I don't like day one proclamations, but if Bernie Sanders becomes president, how are, what is the Bernie Sanders administration going to do immediately to ensure clean water, cleaning of the air, uh, and not just saving the planet, but in the short term, uh, you know, protecting children and adults' health. Jordan, thank you for your courageous work. Thanks. I've seen the work that you've done in Flint. You went to my home city of Cleveland, Ohio. You have been consistent on this, even when nobody else wanted to talk about it. You know, when I was on the mainstream media more often than I am now, I would always bring up Flint and people would look at me like I had lost my mind. Flint is the canary in the coal mine. 3,000, I think it was Rutgers University that did a study that 3,000 other cities in this country have higher lead levels. And lead is just one example. There are other toxins and poisons. We know that the movie Dark Waters is out highlighting that. So from the movie Aaron Brockovich to Dark Waters right now, we do have a crisis in this country. So I want to thank you. You don't get thanked enough. I want to thank independent media like you and other of your sisters and brothers that are in this arena because you guys keep it real. Whether No matter who it's for or who it's against, you keep it real and you give the people of this country the news that they don't necessarily always have the opportunity to get. So thank you. In terms of the senator and, and our administration, EPA strengthened it. First of all, I have people who work in the EPA who get it, that their job is not to be on, si on the side of the corporatists or the lobbyists, but on the side of the people. And the last time I checked, you know, uh, dirty water, dirty water, dirty air, dirty food, it doesn't matter how you swing politically, that impacts us all. And so you need an administration that will galvanize people that they hire in their cabinet and also in all of these departments who are firm about the vision of the administration. Senator Sanders Jordan was in Denmark, South Carolina last year, and we visited the home of a couple who have been keeping water for 10 years, lab, you know, collecting water for 10 years. Their chemical is not lead, but it is a chemical that the city has allowed to be put in the water and people, cancer clusters, people's hair falling out. For 10 years, this family has been on the front line trying to draw attention. Senator Sanders went to their home and I remember the wife in tears as she embraced the senator saying, in all my life, I never thought that a presidential candidate would come to our home. We've been fighting for, to get attention to, towards this for 10 years. And he didn't come alone, he brought the media with him. And after we toured that home and we got into the living room assembled with the media, they tried to change the subject. Senator would not let them change the subject. About an hour after that visit, we had a town hall in Denmark, South Carolina, the same city, and the Senator stood up and said, you know what, when I'm president of the United States of America, we're going to fix this water crisis in this country. And I am going to name it after the the, the, the wife. And I'm, I'm blanking on her name right now. But that's the kind of man, he didn't have that pre pre-plan, but he was so touched by what he saw in their home that he was compelled to say, you know what, we are going to fix this problem. And I'm going to name it after you. That is the kind of president that we're going to have in Senator Sanders. So both short-term goals, because you're right, the Green New Deal is also a part of this, but there are things that a president can do immediately. And that is, first of all, turning back 
what uh, President Trump has done, which is ridiculous, strengthening the EPA, making sure that these companies are held accountable for poisoning our water. Jordan, we have the same thing happening in places like Iowa. It's not lead, but it is these corporate farms, these mega farms where all of this fecal matter that's coming from pigs is seeping into the water in places like Iowa. And also the stench is so strong. People can't even come out of their homes. They can't hang clothing out on clothing lines. I mean, what kind of life is that to live? And these corporations don't have to pay a price for it. So people are going to see a swift change when, when Senator Bernard Sanders becomes the 46th president of the United States of America. Will uh, Nina Turner be joining him as vice president? <laughs> Jordan, I get that. I do get that everywhere that I go. I'm humbled by that. You know, the senator has the right to pick whom he wants. What I do know is that I am fighting like hell every single day, a leader in this movement in my own right to get him to the White House. And in whatever capacity he wants me to serve, I will be right there. All right. Thank you for taking so much time. Thank you. Keep on fighting and we'll keep in touch. You too, Jordan. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that last video. Hop on over to statuscoup.com where you can sign up for our email list and become a member for as low as five to $10 a month. Membership is how we grow. That's statuscoup.com slash join. And remember, join our email list so we can grow the revolution with you.